Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, P. Would you look at that? My little recorder. We're recording in Mark's uh, studio uh, slash office building, and uh, I have just put some air batteries into this blowing zoom recorder, and we are down to one bar. Thanks, Ryman's, <laughs> owned by one of the dragons from Dragon's Den. I, I, I put some proper Ryman's air plus powers in these bad boys. That is down madness. to nothing. That's down to one. After half an hour's recording, 40 minutes. This seems to me symptomatic of a bigger problem. <laughs> it's, the, it's the dragon. These are fucking crazy times, Pete. Straight white men are being <laughs> silenced by... By big battery. By the woke cult. Um, yeah. N- not my words, Pete. Yeah. The words of Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. The, the straight white men, they're being silenced by... Yeah. By a multi-million pound Spotify deal. Yeah. It, it, yeah okay. it doesn't surprise me, Pete, that you've no. not heard about this. No, Because yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan was talking about it on his show. Yeah. Um, uh, so... <laughs> You will not have heard of it. It, it no. will have been woked out of existence. Yeah, exactly. It um, would have been, yeah, whitewashed. It's, it's gross. Cis-watched. It's gross. <laughs> it's because it's like, I do sometimes think, I do sometimes think, do you know what would tip us over? Mm. Is if we went, we'll get rid of all the people who follow us and mm-hmm. have done for 200 episodes who we like and yep. get on with. Uh-huh. We could just make this really... Sell our swords. Because it's all in there, because we are men. Everyone, all of the opinions are in here. Well, I'm tired of being told... Yeah, yeah, the thing that kind of unifies all... All the people who rally against what culture is the none of them can tell a fucking joke to save their lives. No, like none of them are funny. No, like and and you must sort of go even. I know there's like the kind of uh, what's it where you sort of like you you, you uh, ascend and you assume you can do something mm. uh, 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 past your kind of ability level. I presume people who are kind of do, do the kind of things that we do. There's a lot of people in that situation where they have um, fewer skills than they actually let on. They they, they they overcompensate and they think that they can do stuff they can't do. So they probably back themselves quite a lot. But even they must be thinking. Why can I never get anyone to laugh? <laughs> Only just go sagely nod and say, yeah. "Yes, I agree." There are very, very strong, very, very strong point. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. Like, why can like why can why can I never make people laugh? Because that's not my thing. No, you're just not funny, and can it I, takes a little bit of skill. To can make I also laugh. mention, Pete, that we got a, another non five star review? Yes, please. And it was uh, someone loved the content, but mm-hmm. they didn't like the wokeness. The wokeness. The wokeness yeah, is okay, the thing the that's wo- holding us back. <laughs> 
That's that's what I feel. I, I do feel that. I really yeah. do. So uh, from now on, we are not going to be um, socially progressive. Mm-hmm. We are going to be uh, like a couple of horrible men. Put the put that spanner in the works. Let's just wind we, it back a little we've bit. We've done two hundred episodes nearly. We can't yeah. two hundred episodes. Let's we're do also... the next two hundred being ca- callous well, cunts. We're coming to the end, aren't yes. we? We're coming to the end, and what we need to do is sort of go. We've got to think about the next project. Yes, yes, and the yes, next yes. project could be called like two former woke dudes yes that yes please downloads come isn't it? on that is downloads doing and chinese me, accents in like sketches we've written me me stood next to uh, a trans bathroom going yeah it's just all about them me, me sort of saying uh here's the thing about fat chicks that's different <laughs> from non-fat chicks <laughs> I, I don't listen to a lot of the non-woke stuff so yeah I, no I will it's kind of hard to kind of like it's 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 when like a, a, an snl cast member like he gets he gets his you know the dream he gets his mm. position on snl and then they go back and listen to the podcast where he said <laughs> something terrible and obviously you know lawn michaels and team they haven't seen any of this because yeah. they've got other things on they don't listen to podcasts for fuck's sake and these guys have come up with these incredibly crass rubbish jokes they don't mean anything yeah so we've got to think of something we've got to think of something we're gonna go on we've got to think of something i had a look at uh, where we sit on the if you type in wrestling mm. uh, it brings up on like apple podcasts it brings mm. up a list of all the wrestling yeah. shows and it's not done on popularity right because we're not near the top it's done on race <laughs> and everyone's white do you know on that list you have to go quite a long way down to find us and we right. are perennially in the top 150 of, of sports podcasts as yeah. a whole we have been okay. for three years mm-hmm. um we are um, on that wrestling list we are one place under women's hour um, <laughs> from Radio 4, uh, we're one above LBC's The Nick Abbott Habit. Right, okay. These are not wrestling podcasts. No, they're not. They are listed in wrestling. Three down is Lean Back, Critical Feminist Conversations. Uh, Do you think that we... Uh, when we set up this project, there wasn't like a wrestling section. Well, there is we now. Should, uh, we there should, is now. Well, well, tell if you told me about this earlier and not on our two hundredth episode, we could have done something about it, Mark. I, I just think I have a feeling that the the, the, the walk. No, we're, we're being silenced we're being by the woke company. Oh, we're being no. silenced by that's the only thing. Oh, oh well, let's look. shed our walk skins <laughs> and start breaking hearts. The important thing is we're going to get back to what we do best, which is talk about wrestling and be painfully socially aware <laughs> so we're gonna do that but jesus christ pete we are on wrestlemania is this 36 i'm it's 35 i believe 35. 34 was the last one then we took a break for crown jewels and now yeah. i think this is 35 yes i still think it might be 36 you reckon i don't know no no What's is the it number why did i write 35 on th- it's Wrestle- definitely from 2019 yeah okay so, whatever WrestleMania, no i think you might be right has there been a 38 Jesus Christ, imagine imagine the confidence of going in and going, we'll do a parody start about like how we're going to be like horrible Joe Rogan. And then when we come to the actual bit that we have to deliver on, we, ca- we don't even know the number maintain, of the one we're doing. We don't even know what year it is. We can't maintain a, a, a party line. We've got to go with our hearts, Mark. It is 35. It was recorded, uh, produced uh, for what seemed like 15 hours uh, on oh. April the 7th, 2019 well, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the MetLife Stadium. Uh, attendance, 82,265. Disputed with a little two. Next Always to it. disputed. You are right, Big. Uh, this is WrestleMania 35. Uh, it is seven and a half hours long. Uh, 16 <laughs> matches, seven and a half hours long. That's 450 minutes. That's a shift. Seven and a half hours 
long. That is a shift. Oh, uh, isn't like, it? That's a shift at work. The time between Tony Nice winning the Cruiserweight Championship in the uh, opening sort of uh, pre-show mm. and then Becky Lynch making history. Same length as a flight from New York to London. <laughs> that is how long it takes. Um, it is... All the matches in this WrestleMania are basically fine. Mm. And largely the critical reception to this show is... It's oh, pretty good. It is good. Mm. But it is killed by there being an endless, ceaseless parade of hours that just go by. <laughs> this is the, the, the last we're going to have of the stupid length WrestleManias. Mm. Because after this one, because of COVID, it split to the two-night system. I say, I say because of COVID. COVID certainly made that e- an easier transition. Yeah. I think they were going to head in that direction anyway. Yeah. They'd seen they the New it Japan was, it, yeah. and Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. They'd realised they'd done that over two nights. Mm. It is a way to get two bites of mm. the cherry. You are probably going to have people... Very few people are going to go, I'm going to do WrestleMania night one. Yes. I'm going to fly out and do WrestleMania (laughs) night one and then fly home again the next day. Yeah. You are going to be having people buying both nights and Mm. that is double the ticket money. Disputed. Uh, A very, very very clever wheeze. (laughs) Yep, as you say, it takes place at MetLife Stadium. Uh, They call it New York. The commentators have to put their hands up and go, it's in the shadow. It's in the shadow the of New York. The shadow of New York City. Yeah. It depends on how big, I mean, how strong the torch is, isn't it, really? Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> it's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. But I, I talk about London. I, I, I would never say London. People say, you know, uh, what's the capital? And I would say, uh, it's the town in the shadow of Watford. <laughs> I, I, take, I take a nearby town and yeah. I talk about its shadow. That's True. the way yeah. that, I, that I do things. Um, <laughs> did you have a watch of the kickoff show? I didn't because I didn't think I had time. And turns out, Mark, I didn't have time. You wouldn't have had time, Pete. Nobody has time to watch the kickoff show. I, I don't know down. why you do. Nobody expects you to do this to yourself. I watched all two hours got- of it. All two hours, <laughs> Pete. I thought, do you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. No one can ever turn around and go, well, you didn't give it everything. No. You yeah, didn't yeah, give yeah, it everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, were too yeah, busy, yeah. you know, doing a, an opening about woke <laughs> culture that, that, you know, you didn't then deliver on. Mm. Um, I, I watched it. The best thing is it starts with Jonathan Coachman. Mm. Basically going like he's not been told it's going to be two hours the kickoff show either yeah he thought he was there for one like normal so he goes welcome kickoff show it's supersized gonna be a couple of hours like that <laughs> and you can see him really going i agreed a fee for this yeah but now essentially that fee has been halved because i'm doing twice as much work uh, they mentioned that this uh, the, the 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 show was available on oculus virtual reality oh right okay so you could sort of where would the cameras be I can't in the turnbuckles out. they must put them i in the can't work it out I, I i found them talking about it beforehand. Right. So it says, as a special viewing enhancement, WWE fans are able to enjoy the WrestleMania 35 kickoff show live in virtual reality. They can use an Oculus Go or Gear VR headset. Mm. The Oculus Venues app provided a bonus social experience, while the Next VR app offered an immersive 3D virtual reality experience for users. Now, there is no footage of this online. There's no one saying, and this is what it <laughs> this was. Is what it, nobody bought it. <laughs> was I in the ring? Was I in yeah, the ring and like able the to fight? Remember ref cam in WCW? <laughs> that that, that, would have been that helmet that looked like it was the kids that fell over. <laughs> yes. um, oh, my God. It then won uh, a nomination in the YouTube Streamy Awards for Best Use of Emerging Platform. And we've never seen this kind no of... No one can tell me what it is. But someone's got a recording of this, presumably. Yeah, but it's maybe not they out saw there. too much. Maybe, maybe they did. <laughs> maybe it was just like you suddenly went in the body of the wrestler. And you could see all that, like, the blood <laughs> the cells guts, and the, yeah. the moving of them of oh, the muscles. We're just horrible. not ready for this. We are no. not ready for this. Um, <laughs> they run through in the pre-show all of the matches that we've got coming up. It takes longer than you'd imagine. Um, 
they are all okay on paper. There's nothing that really makes you particularly excited, with mm. the possible exception of Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Um, it all seems a little bit like stuff that you would have seen on SmackDown, certainly before and after. Uh, they, they, came, they mentioned, that, oh, and Miz versus Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I had no recollection of that match happening. <laughs> when you get to, like, the 35s and, and, and you know, the, the 34, the 33... I would say there are two matches on every single one of those. If someone had held a gun to my head (laughs) and said, you have to just make sure that you know which of these were WrestleMania matches, I would have got two bullets through my head every (laughs) single WrestleMania. (laughs) One of those is definitely Miz and Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match. No recollection at all. Well, I mean, if Shane McMahon is involved in the match, it probably would be WrestleMania, wouldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It seemed to appear for... Totally. Go and hurt yourself. No, fuck off. I've begun thinking that it's because WrestleMania 36, which is the one that is coming up next, the COVID era one. Right. I begin to think that that was so terrifically weird. Mm that I can't remember anything other than stuff that happened at that WrestleMania. It's like it's wiped out anything that I can recall from WrestleMania in the last five years. It is just that one. What you see here as well is you get the early sort of appearances of uh, podcasters and digital radio hosts. Right, they're beginning okay. to reach out to people who have been talking about WWE from outside, mm. and they're beginning to bring them in. Yep. Clever. Clever. Get, get us in the wrestling just, bit. We just need to do a SummerSlam. <laughs> That's all we want to do. Uh, both of them sort of do a good job, but the wrestlers have got that thing of Sam Roberts, who is on. They, they just sort of constantly treat him like a geek. Right. And so he'll make a good point, and he'll be mm. working very hard at doing it. The thing is, Samoa Joe, you can't ever underestimate that guy because he is just pure frenzy. <laughs> and Booker T will go, look at your hair. Like that. <laughs> and Sam Roberts will go, what, what about my hair? And he'll go, look like... Edge says to him, you look like a cross between Krusty the Clown and a homeless dude. <laughs> and it's just like, I am trying. I'm trying. I am this. trying. Um, Pat McAfee, he turns up. And he would, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, he will become far more active within WWE. Not just as a, a commentator, but also uh, he does an in-ring performance mm. at a TakeOver, which was probably the best debut by a non-wrestler that's ever happened in the history mm. of the industry. Um, this is his first appearance, and one of the things he does, I think he was famous at the time for wearing jorts all the time. Right, okay. I think he was a former NFL player, yeah. so he was a, a, a jock. Mm. And he uh, was told at WrestleMania, you have to dress smartly, don't come in jorts. And so he <laughs> went, well, I know it will be fun. I will get a suit, a yeah. nice formal suit, and I will have tuxedo shorts made for it. Nice, yeah. I yeah, wear yeah. shorts. Yeah, so that's my thing. He turns up, and Michael Cole immediately ran over to him and began screaming at him backstage, saying that um, he was going to be fired. Um, uh, Pat McAfee said he was yelling, real. It wasn't like a rib or a gimmick. You could tell there was actual panic. Um, so Michael Cole went to... Uh, oh, sorry, Pat McAfee said about Michael Cole, he said, you can tell... Uh, Sorry, let me let me try and get this right. Right, okay. It's very important because this is about tuxedo, tuxedo shorts. Tuxedo shorts. And this is why people are tuning into this show. <laughs> um, so, uh, Cole has, has screamed at Pat McAfee. Um, he then, uh, Pat McAfee went to pack his things to just go. He's like, he said, I'm not going to be shouted at by Michael Cole. <laughs> when the man. digital person in charge of the stream asked what was going on, Pat McAfee said, you can tell Michael Cole to go fuck himself. I'm leaving. I'm not getting punked and yelled at like a child in front of everybody like that. Um, the WWE employee was in charge of the digital side of it. said, I'll go and talk to Vince McMahon. Can you wait there? <laughs> um, he came la- back moments later with Michael Cole. And the two of them explained they had shown Vince McMahon a picture of LeBron James wearing suit shorts. 
And Vince had told them, yeah, I'm hip. I've seen it. And Pat McAfee was therefore allowed to wear his shorts. Michael Cole then apologised for yelling at him. And he said he was very worried that the tuxedo shorts would ruin Pat McAfee's chances in WWE. Um, just, I love Destroy- that sort of shit. See, a bit more of this. Pro- rather, like, I just, I just want this. <laughs> I, I watched that. I was watching this, this, this pre-show and I was thinking, he's wearing tuxedo shorts. I thought, what? There was a thing about tuxedo shorts. <laughs> what would be really useful is if on the network they could have a, like an X-ray, like they do on Prime. Yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, that would have like gone ding the yeah. second he was there, and I was like, ah, oh, pop-up video. That's all I mean. That's <laughs> all I that. need. Um, I, I suppose what that is is a watch along, isn't it? That's probably uh, yeah, we I guess so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, but, again, you know, we we talk about you know reinventing us, but I mean, what we could be doing a big thing about like just tuxedo short stuff, you know, on WrestleMania. That's what people I mean, want. I mean, we could make some tuxedo shorts. Come on, soon. <laughs> eat my tuxedo shorts. It's on the box. Back. Good t-shirt. Nice. Um, Bliss then comes out. and She does a sort of intro for for being the host. Um, they make a lot in the build-up about her, she's the host of WrestleMania. Right? Is she injured? Is this why she's not getting involved in? in an era-defining match at the end of I, WrestleMania? I have a feeling that they looked at it and they thought she is pretty, right? Um, and she is good at speaking, <laughs> and we don't want her in a position where people tuning in for women's wrestling see her wrestle. Right. Okay. Um, I see. So right. here they pop her in. She is a host. She appears twice in front of the live crowd, and and the first time is to introduce Hulk Hogan. That's right. Like Crown Jewels 2019. Absolutely there. Um, <laughs> she she does a little bit where she's sort of like, you've got to tune in to see me be the host, and it is like the opening sort of advert video that you'd get on a porn site in the early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a slight it's weird acting, and she has to sort of pretend that she really is going to go out with you if you watch this show. Right, basically, yes, it's okay. really uncomfortable. Um, counting the kickoff show, eight championships will change hands at this event, Pete. Mm. Um, uh, out of the ten that were defended, the most title changes in WrestleMania history. Um, and the very first one is between the Cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy and Tony Nice. Names, Pete, that will mean absolutely nothing to you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, can you give me a bit of information about them? I will, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Buddy Murphy is <laughs> from How Melbourne. Do you, know? you don't know what I know. You don't know what I know. They, they are. Fan of Tony Nese. They are. Very, very obscure, even <laughs> by like wrestling standards, really. Mm. They are still around, they're both employed, they're on television, mm. but they are just part of that generation of stars that are very hard to remember. Right. Buddy Murphy has had a couple of pushes um, that have then just dwindled off and tailed away like everybody's sort of is destined to do, unless you're one of the big stars these days. Mm. Um, he was from uh, Melbourne in Australia, really, really good performer. Very fast, very sharp, very sort of crisp. Um, he started off in NXT in a team with a guy called Wesley Blake uh, that was managed by Alexa Bliss. That was her first wrestling role in NXT. Mm. Um, she did go on to become a bigger star than either of them. Mm. Um, but Bliss uh, and, and Murphy were engaged at one point. Um, they, they split up uh, in the statement that they released uh, Alexa Bliss said she remained a huge fan of Buddy Murphy um, which is sweet mm. um, he is on Raw at the minute his name has been changed just to Murphy um, they do like to get rid of first names when they promote them so mm. Matt Riddle becoming Riddle uh, Antonio Cesaro <laughs> Cesaro um, Keith Lee they haven't changed him yet but no. either one will be good <laughs> Here he, please welcome Lee. WWE Champion Lee <laughs> Lee I suppose it's not a million miles away from Walter no. um, but he comes in as the Cruiserweight Champion and that made him the first ever Australian to win a WWE title um, I, was like, I thought that would have been done before uh, no but then think Outback about, Jack 
He was the only one around, and he was not a good wrestler. Was Paul Hogan ever involved? In, uh, I don't <coughs> no, know why Crocodile Dundee Jack was a sort of Crocodile Dundee, kind yeah, of character, Crocodile right, Dundee okay. sort of. Um, Christian Crocodile Dundee and Barry McKenzie. Really, <laughs> he had a sort of um, uh, a slight sort of. Um, he was just a disgusting Aussie. Who, <laughs> he didn't look like Paul Hogan in that you're sort of like, he's handsome. He's yeah. like missing teeth. Right. Cross between Paul Hogan and a bushwhacker. <laughs> uh, Outback Jack. But he was he was not much of a performer. <laughs> Round in the mid-80s. Right. Um, Tony Nice is from New York. Uh, he comes out shouting in the camera, this is my WrestleMania moment. Yeah. So the fact that he's that from again, aren't they? in the shadows of New York yeah. and he's going about his WrestleMania moment, he, he does sort of slightly give away the fact he's not going to lose necessarily. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our referee here is Drake Wirtz. So I was looking at this and I was thinking, 2019 this Mm. is? About the time he's probably reading some stuff for the first time about underground child abduction sort of uh, theory uh, on the web (laughs) around this time. (laughs) Um, Currently, uh, Drake Wirtz seems to be certainly um, on the fringes of the QAnon movement, if not deeply entrenched. Uh, Still employed, still got a job. (laughs) Still working. Uh, The crowd in this match, they don't (laughs) care, Pete. They don't care. If you go to WrestleMania, you might think, well, these are the people who are going to be the biggest WWE fans. They will be aware of the performers that we have. Mm. They will enjoy the matches that we put on. Um, uh, They do not. They do not. (laughs) And it is perplexing why the WWE keep on sort of going, we are going to have a cruiserweight division, when what they spend their time doing is continually saying to people, do not pay attention to the cruiserweights. They don't matter. Um, Their matches are, you know, fun, but irrelevant, and you mustn't enjoy them. Um, the problem with Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy in this point made me sort of go, and it is a problem with wrestling as a whole at the minute, is I just want gimmicks at this stage of a card. Mm. If this isn't serious, don't give me two men who are just wearing trunks yeah. and who have got good bodies. Give me a vampire, right? <laughs> Someone who thinks their own name is Arabla because they've had a head injury. <laughs> a, you know, a big fat fucking butcher. <laughs> Fisherman. I don't care what it is. Just sort of go. This is pro a wrestling. Tube driver. A tube driver. A, a Chewbacca. Chewbacca. A, a Chewbacca. That's a tube driver, right? <laughs> just. I don't know what it is, but work it out. It doesn't. You don't have Give to. Give me even a man called the circle. Yeah, a shape. A big pencil. <laughs> Danny the pencil. Mama Moomoo. Give me Mama Moomoo. <laughs> Mama Moomoo. Mama I Moomoo. Do. Now, <laughs> Mama Moomoo can go anywhere. That is that is the phrase. That's what Mama it is. Mama Moomoo goes anywhere. It's a t-shirt. Mama Moomoo can go anywhere. <laughs> and it would have a sort of pressure thing where when you like press it, its face changes. Yeah. It's unknowable, Mama Moomoo. <laughs> Mama Moomoo. What's Mama Moomoo? I would watch that. Would you anywhere. watch Tony Nisa Mama I want to watch Mama Moomoo very badly. <laughs> very badly Mama Moomoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Nese is actually a professional. Mama Moo, Mama Moo, please. Um, Mama Moo. Oh God! But they also do it on the television where they go, "Here's the match starting." We've just sat through, I don't know, 25 minutes of yeah. preamble, and as soon as it starts, they immediately shrink it into a tiny box. They play a promo for the main event, and they cut the sound to the actual match itself. And it's just so disrespectful. Even if you're watching the pre-show mm. of WrestleMania, the WWE do want to make it clear that the cruiserweights are not important. Yeah. You know, it's just infuriating. Um, by the time uh, it comes back from the little uh, shrunken picture, mm. Buddy Murphy's got a, a sort of bloodied eye. <laughs> no one knows how. It's, no, you can't tell that, but it's in a perfect circle, like a sort of blood eye patch. Mama Moomoo's been on <laughs> with her tentacles. <laughs> Mama Moomoo. Oh, Mama Moomoo. <laughs> Mama Moomoo, did you manage to get into Buddy Murphy's skull <laughs> and push out some of the blood? <laughs> Mama Moomoo, tell no tale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, Jesus Christ, it is not feeling special. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Tony Nice then runs with his finishing move, which you actually hit on. Okay. It's called the running niece. The running niece. Yeah, he does the running niece. And he holds up his cruiserweight belt, which is made of this horrible, not even PVC, it's just like this blue, shiny... If you touched it, the plastic, your just hand would get stuck to it. Right. It's just, okay, and it would yeah, be tacky. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> awful. Um, this um, is very much a, 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 a sort of a, a change in the way WWE had looked at WrestleMania, mm. where they stopped going, let's have logical storytelling. And they are going, we're looking for moments. Yeah. And so they want to have a show where, it, 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 given the opportunity, someone can hold up a belt in front of their hometown crowd, look really, really sad. And the next day, they're already working out how to get it off. And they have no long-term plans. You're seeing a lot of hotshot booking, which is... I mean, I shouldn't be upset about the reaction about who wins between Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, but it is just symptomatic of a slight sort of problem that they've had in recent years. Um, The second match on this is the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale, Pete. Um, The second show on the pre-show, the most (laughs) prestigious place to have... Um, they bring out that cup again, the Caramac Cup. Yes. No design, it like no. from a 16-bit Formless. computer game. 
oh, it's so smooth. <laughs> um, all the women come down at once. In a rare camera sort of angle mistake, they sort of leave it on the women too long as they approach, and all mm. of them suddenly just take their coats off and throw them on the floor. There's a <laughs> big a pile, pile of, of all of their coats. Like a house party. It really is. <laughs> um, Naomi gets her own intro because she won it last year, mm. uh, but it's still daytime, so she has a gimmick where they hit the UV light. Yes, and then yeah, she dances, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but there is no UV light because it's too bright. Right. So she is just dancing and coming down. It's like where, it's like when you're entering Cyberdog in, 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 in Camden, you're like, <laughs> it shouldn't be going in in the daytime. <laughs> um, and Asuka comes out the last one. She is a proper star in this, as always, <laughs> really is. Um, lots and lots of new performers uh, mm. in this match. You have Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, Ruby Riot, all signed really because WWE realised that as they paid attention to women's wrestling for the first time in a few years, they actually needed a, a bigger roster mm. and a solid roster of performers, really. Um, a lot of them are no longer with the company. Um, yeah. This is only three years ago, and you can really see that, you know, there are, um, you know, a sizable number who have fallen by the wayside. And it just seems like it was um, service or just kind of just, you know, it, we, they'll be the first to go when times get tough. Yeah, completely, completely. It's, um, I mean, also quite a lot of the people there were uh, not good performers, but oddly the good performers seem to be the ones no <laughs> who are kept around, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lana especially, I mean, she takes an eclipse from Ember Moon during this and the way she takes one of the most spectacular moves in wrestling, it's a reminder she's not that great uh, <laughs> at wrestling and she can't really hide it when she's out there um they then have her of course eliminate ember moon who was as popular as anyone in the ring uh, that perverse wwe booking <laughs> uh, and it comes down to three women sarah logan asuka and sonia deville who has her um, rainbow uh, handkerchief sticking out of her back pocket she's a bad guy you know she's oh, playing a heel right but um she's also uh, gay representing yeah and she's representing hard thing to do that i don't know whether bad people should be representing <laughs> because it's like i sort of go oh she's all right yeah you know <laughs> she's had to fight discrimination <laughs> uh, you know it's a bit like king Kong bundy coming out and going hogan i'm going to drop the big elbow on you after i've taken my insulin and you sort <laughs> yeah. of go oh he's you know that's good on him good on him and i slightly think the same he thing about sonia deville yeah. yeah um sarah logan uh wins this match she throws out um asuka uh, but uh, Carmella hadn't been eliminated, so ah. Carmella then sneaks back in. Um, Sarah Logan, quite fascinated with Sarah Logan. She's one of the ladies who was let go in the last couple of years. Um, she had a sort of wild woman of the woods look. Right. She was previously a performer. She was known as Crazy Mary Dobson, and she was a, a country girl. And so she had a very country sort of look. Mm. But she combined her look of being a country girl, like a woods woman, mm. with um, one of the Viking raiders when she married him. She married a Viking raider, Eric, oh, a yeah. guy called Raymond Rowe, in 2018. Mm. And so she went, well, what I'm going to do now, even though this isn't something that's acknowledged on air, <laughs> is I'm going to be a wild woman of the woods who is also covered in Nordic runes and has <laughs> Viking makeup on. Right. So she was like a combo that doesn't make any sense unless you know about her family setup. Yeah, OK. Yeah, so it's a little bit like when... Uh, John Snow marries that wild person from north of the border. It really yeah. is. It's exactly that. Um, <laughs> they had... is that. I mean, 2019, probably watched it. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, but this is a real woman's life. This is, uh, they <laughs> had a wedding a where everybody was dressed as 10th century Vikings. Cool. They do a lot of cosplaying. There's lots of photos on their Instagrams of I them just, in front of those, one of those fake medieval backdrops. Yeah. It's, people, we've said this before, like Nordic lettering. Yes. Nord, Being like, obsession interested with in pure blood. <laughs> that sort of thing. 
thing. Someone mentioned on Reddit that whenever you see a photo of the two of them, Ray Rowe and Sarah Logan, uh, in one of these, he always looks so happy. Aww. I went through them and he's just beaming, beaming all right. the time. Oh, that's nice. Um, I saw on uh, a Reddit comment someone had written, a beautiful fiancé that also wants to be a Viking would make any man the happiest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those blogs who comment on like pictures of like lasses playing video games going, a girl playing video games, the dream. Yeah, it really like, is. Go um, put, you, put it away. She dickhead. was released in April 2020 as COVID first hit. Right. Um, but she then had a son with Raymond Rowe in February of this year. Um, they uh, had a boy and they called him Raymond Cash Rowe. Um, Eric, uh, Raymond Rowe, said that they were naming their son after his father. Raymond. Right. Um, uh, he was also named Raymond for his father. <laughs> and now his son is Ray- named Raymond after his grandfather. Right, okay. Um, he skipped himself out. I really thought they'd go for Thor or something like that. Yeah. Or Lothrax. <laughs> or just Heimdall. Exactly that. Yeah, it seems very odd that with the fact that they spend most of their <laughs> spare time dressed as Vikings. Yeah. When they had a baby, they were like, we are going to call him Raymond Cash Rowe. Raymond Obelix Cash Rowe. <laughs> uh, Carmella wins this uh, Battle Royale. Uh, she's been uh, with WWE since 2013, starting as a valet to Enzo and Big Cass. Uh, a Jersey girl, daughter of a guy called Paul Van Dale, mm. who was a uh, WWE jobber in the 80s and 90s. Right. So she is a second generation star. Um, she currently goes out with Corey Graves. Oh, pleased to hear. Carmella. Uh, certainly, uh, Graves' ex wife believed there was considerable overlap between their respective <laughs> relationships. Um, in February 2020, uh, Leah Vandell launched her own wine label. That's what young people do now. Yeah, they it? really do, yeah. They're like, I want my own, I want my own vineyard. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Capo Cana. That uh, name translates roughly to boss bitch. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, it's an acknowledgement that we all deserve to feel like a boss. Um, well, that's also, <laughs> Sasha Banks' stuff, she's sort of like getting confused. I had a look at their website, Pete, because I was thinking, you know, let's, let's is this for me? Is this for me? <laughs> I thought, let's get some. Am I a boss bitch? Let's get some Capocania and mm. we can drink that on the shows that we do. Yeah. That in some way justifies daytime drinking. <laughs> the first thing that comes up, it says, oh, Are you over 21? And the options are, Yes! Or no. Oh, and I was like, I'm no, not, not clicking, clicking on, on those. It also said in big letters, <laughs> we are not for wine snobs. And right. I was like, that is... Yes. That, oh, yes. Yes. I, I bet that is... It, it's good marketing, isn't it? It's good marketing. We're not for my, yeah, it, it is good marketing, but I mean... Like, I Would you like more. cheap wine? <laughs> Would you like... We are not for wine snobs. Don't, we don't want anyone who knows lots about wine. Who can detect when they've got bits in who their can, mouth. It does say, if you're one of those people who's like picking out like, oh, you know, it tastes of blackberries and chocolate, mm. this is not for <laughs> you. Looking at ingredients. Is it red? What? Is it white? <laughs> is, it, is it cheap? It is cheap. I will have it. Um, uh, uh, worth saying, I mean, like, like all these things, like the Bellas have got their own wine thing. That little bit of fame seems to make a huge difference. So right. she had like, you know, oh, it's we've got a Cabernet Sauvignon, we've got a Merlot, mm. or whatever it was. And the only thing I could see, it was all like sold out. Is it just kind of just wine, uh, uh, vineyards just kind of have their own kind of house and they're just looking for any celebrities to sort of just yeah. sell a few more? Look, we could start, we could start a wrestling wine. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I mean, what a, what a terrible thing. <laughs> Imagine bringing that out. A party. <laughs> if someone did, A, didn't know what the podcast was, they'd be like, that is, that looks like dirt. Yeah. <laughs> then you go, what is, it's a podcast that has its own wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that. If you knew this podcast, you'd be like 
They only came up with it because they heard this thing about Carmella. And they were like, there's money to be made there. They don't care. Just <laughs> shit. All right, um, wine snobs. Put it away. Are you over 21? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Moomoo's grapes. Mama Moomoo. These are grapes. <laughs> These are cob nuts. Oh, Mama Moomoo. Mama Moomoo, you've done it again. Chestnuts are actually quite poisonous, Mama Moomoo. I don't care. She can't hear. She's run off. She's soaring off into Slinked the woods. The wall. Uh, there is the third match, but you'll be glad to hear. The Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Jonathan Coachman says that this match for Ryder is a dream come true. Um, <laughs> Not a good dream. No. Third of the four pre-show <laughs> matches there. Former Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Um, the Revival is a tag team great in NXT, totally lost in WWE. Right. They just do not look like the sort of people that WWE has always told you stars look like. Mm. They look like two men who might be there to do some plumbing, mm. you know, by WWE standards. Um, the, the the big sort of storyline in this is that Kurt <laughs> Hawkins is on a 269-match losing streak. Can he possibly break that streak absolutely no way he deserved a raw tag team title shot <laughs> with those creds um but they said hawkins and Ryder asked for this opportunity so that's all you need to do well, Hawk- we- well you just ask so, so hawkins just- i mean Hawkins, can he really call this the end of his losing streak? Because he's with, he's got Zack Ryder involved. Well, he? he does get the pin. Right. They do win yeah, the belts. Okay, right. You'll be pleased to hear. Yeah, um, it is. It is a dream. Just by being put against each other, somehow both teams are diminished <laughs> by being there. It's really odd. Hawkins is good in this as well. I mean, it is literally the only <coughs> proper moment he had in the whole of his WWE career. Mm. He joined in two thousand and six. He was there until 2014. Mm. Almost nothing happened in that time. Um, he was in a team with Zack Ryder as the major brothers in ECW. He was one of Edge's henchmen with Ryder. Mm. He then had forgotten teams with Vance Archer and Tyler Rex, both largely forgotten men. And then he finally left WWE in 2014. He was re-signed in 2016. <laughs> They'd had him previously for eight years mm. and done nothing with him. They have two years off and they go, do you know, be good. Let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. <laughs> they bring him back in 2016. They give him a two-year losing streak, which eventually, around the time of WrestleMania, they go, we can make that into a gimmick. That's something. Right. And after they win this match, they go back to having nothing again. Um, they would lose the titles something like in June. But again, uh, you know, the tag team titles are so devalued. I was reading a really interesting thing uh, in a, a biography, autobiography by the British wrestler Adrian Street. Mm. And he was talking about there was a period in the 60s in Britain where they began putting tag team wrestling on. And all of the heavyweights were furious about this because tag team wrestling was seen as being so exciting it could only be a main event because nothing would follow it. Right. And so all the main eventers, previously the big heavyweights, were really upset because they were going, the thing is, how can we possibly ever compete against tag team wrestling? It's not fair. We've lost our main event position because of tag team wrestling. You know, there is no way we can beat that. Mm. You look at this and you be, imagine someone going, tag team wrestling is, is the it's best the thing best in the threat. Thing, yeah. You just go, you know, no, it's not. It's the worst. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the shits. It's fucking terrible. And that's what WWE have done to it. Um, Zack Ryder uh, and Hawkins were both fired uh, on the same day in April 2020, keeping that sort of, you know, their their nice little connection that they have throughout (laughs) their career. Um, They are now in impact. Most recently, um, Hawkins beat Ryder 
at the Rebellion pay-per-view. So they are, since 2006 to now, Tied they are together. still going. <laughs> they also do the Major Wrestling Figure podcast together. Oh, um, I've seen those. They're the guys who were in WWE and they that's right, did yeah. that video. Yeah, yeah okay. They, right. are, they are huge toy nerds. Mm. They love wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um, in a way that I think is slightly too much. Even I Even you. think it's a little bit too obsessional. Right, okay. I think you need to slightly have other Drive, interests. Sounds like they're driving up the prices to me. <laughs> exposing. I, I, I tell you what, Pete, they've just got into trading cards. Oh, right. I'm seeing a lot of buzz about trading cards at the minute. <laughs> to a point where I'm kicking myself for not being interested in them for many, many years. Right, okay. It's the yeah. new Bitcoin, It's the Pete. new Bitcoin. I should have been <laughs> there the new... on the ground floor. New, um, new NFT. I'm now, I'm now playing catch-up. <laughs> um, the fourth and final match, Pete, is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes. And, uh, you mentioned Saturday Night Live earlier about indiscretions. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, I didn't really have the connection there because obviously with the 30-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle, uh, two jobbers from... <laughs> Like SNL, I think one of them does the weekend review, whatever they call it. That's right, yeah. Um, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah. They are the last two people in the ring with Braun Strowman. Yeah. Just, re- I mean, they never treat this little thing with respect. And it's no. always a lot of fun. We've always said this. We've always yeah. liked that, this bit. And they always treat it with absolute derision. Um, and once again... They, yeah, they, they, they almost won the, yep. the, the 30 man under the giant. The they're not are... even well known. There's no. not even a Pete Davidson in not there. Not at all. Not Terrible. At all. We don't have Saturday Night Live in Britain. No. And that I, is watch the thing the, that, I watch the sketches. Yeah. I watch the sketches every now and again. This is a good one. But these are jobbers yeah. in the cast. Jobbers. Colin Jost and Michael Che, they do Weekend Update. They'd recently hosted the Emmys before right. this. Okay. They had, they had a bit of profile. Right. Jost is married to Scarlett Johansson. Okay, right. They couldn't get her in. <laughs> she was like, do you know what? This is You take this one. Yeah. He doesn't mention her at all. Of course, I mean, that would be difficult to say, can you mention Scarlett Johansson in something? <laughs> He'd be like, no, I'm Colin Jost. <laughs> it, it's funny for us because obviously if you're American listening to this, you're like, well, it's Colin Jost. Yeah, it's going, and we're going... It, it, it's literally like going, it's, it's Barry Titwick. <laughs> there is no... There is absolutely zero recognition of this man. Um, they get their own entrance. And when I was watching this back, I'd forgotten that they were the last two in the ring yeah and i was watching that i was just thinking this is inexplicable how how many people bought wrestlemania i just don't think the two to watch or got the network going i really want to see the type SNL. of people who like snl they aren't going to go i've got to watch the guys in the weekend no. update on wrestling they'd be like oh that is tawdry and even like but yeah and even like politically like politically you would imagine a lot yeah. of wrestling fans don't sort of yeah the jokes well, don't and connect. what they do of course in, in this is there's a bit you see where basically this is a rundown of all the people who the company will sack within the next two years yes um, with the exception uh, there of Brody lee who will walk out he is there and you see a, a guy and because obviously with retro respect you go he only had three years left mm. to live Brody Lee great performer mm. and you see him and he's taking this seriously yeah. and he's looking mean and he's looking ready to fight and you go you wasted you wasted this guy mm. because you wanted to build this around SNL mm. so you have all of these guys who yeah you're not using very well but you have all of them in the ring and you they're the people who are out on the road day in day out and you don't really book it you just sort of go just go in there have a big smirch fight around and mm. all this and what ends up happening is they uh, have the Saturday Night Live guys spend the whole time under the ring and right at the end they run out they try to eliminate Braun Strowman but they eliminate the Hardys who are the last two in the ring and they are left in the ring with Braun Strowman and Colin Jost gets on the microphone and he goes look not everything has to end in violence and he brings out 
his therapist. And it's such a WWE idea that liberals <laughs> will talk their way out of violence, that they are scared of physical sort of, you know, um, not just aggression, but confrontation. Yeah. And that real men will just punch you, you know. <laughs> and that they are figures of fun for going, I have a therapist. Yeah. Ah, you talk about your food. I, I don't. I punch the wall like real man will. And they bring in this therapist. He tells Braun Strowman he needs to breathe in and out. That is not therapy. That's fucking yoga, right? <laughs> and Michael Che, he, he's close enough to Braun Strowman that you go, he's nearly as tall as Braun Strowman. Yeah. Which, again... Wrestling, you don't want to have a guy from Saturday Night Live look as physically impressive as one of your big guys. Um, he goes over the top rope, and it's Strowman and Colin Jost, right? And there's a bit where Colin Jost manages nearly to eliminate Braun Strowman. And if I was Colin Jost, if I was in that position, fuck it, I'm not coming back next year. Yeah. I would have given it a fucking college try. I'd have hoid him out, and I'd have gone, I've won... I'm not coming back next year. I know they're going to shout at me when I get backstage, but that was fucking worth it. Um, <laughs> anyway, Strowman obviously then eliminates Colin Joss, throws him over onto the waiting wrestlers beneath. It's Corey Graves on fucking commentary is going, that's right, show him what we do to intruders. <laughs> this was all part of the WWE family. Yeah, and Why I haven't seen we... this guy wrestle ever. So Graves. if you're a liberal, you can never be a member of the WWE family. <laughs> no, no, you can't. And just to absolutely top this bit off, Braun Strowman picks up the Andre the Giant trophy and he's never picked it up before because it's much heavier than he realises. And it's clearly the first time he's done it. He picks it up and he has... There's a momentary bit where he just wants to hold it over his head. Yeah. Like that. And there's a momentary bit where he's got it halfway up and you see in his eyes him going, shit, this is heavier. (laughs) And he has to readjust and he pushes it and it's too heavy to hold up. And then it's down. And I was just like, good, fucking great. Oh, go and see your therapist about the time when you mistook the trophy for being one lighter. Body slam that that Andre the Giant. And right at the end, you know, they sort of go, so Braun wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy and Booker T on commentary says, yeah, Braun's got bigger fish to fry. Well, this whole thing's been a pointless <laughs> fucking waste of time. And there was even on the network, there were more extras on this seven and a half hour show than one of the extras is seeing uh, Jost and Che mm. uh, filmed underneath the ring while the match is going on. Oh, so I, I so they disappear under the ring for a little while. So yeah, what, right, the okay, whole thing. So, and it's right. just them turning to each other and going, why did you get us into this? Yeah. You had to love WWE. But the thing that is fascinating about it is You've never been under the ring before. Yes. And even though it's quite a locked off shot, yeah. the noise, it's like it's like you're, it's like you're in an Anderson's shelter and there are bombs falling around you. And occasionally the whole thing will go bang like that. And they'll go shit. And the whole thing, there's all dust and everything. It's really noisy and there's unpleasant. There's a dead doink under there. You, <laughs> you would think you'd go, this is the safest place to be. You'd be under there 30 seconds, you come out and you go, it's horrible. It's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. All the time. Oh, man. I'd oh. love to be married to Charlotte. No, what's Charlotte. her name? <laughs> Charlotte Johansson. Charlotte Gansbore. I'll Charlotte go Gansbore, for it. Love okay. to be, it, was, it wasn't related to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I'd just love to be married to a French actress. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> uh, respect is due. Look, that's the pre-show. That's the pre-show. You we can't, got, you can't say we didn't manage to get through four matches in a show, which is did. unusual for us. I, I always say it's good, but we had just a lot of uh, wrestlers, middle and cruiserweight just tossed off if I was See you later, if everyone. I was like Grand Metallic you know mm. I might listen to this and go oh that's the one I was in <laughs> maybe they'll mention me well you know can't have it all mate well then Grand, Ma- Grand, Grand Metallic yeah Grand oh. Metallic is it 
he's metal. Mexican lad, yeah. He wears oh, he wears a mask. He's big yeah. metal. No, Grand Metallic. Yeah, big I think metal? it might be. Oh wow, big metallic. Big me- <laughs> <laughs> big metallic and Mama Moo Moo together at last. <laughs> and good news, everyone. They're fucking. Wrestle <laughs> <laughs> me, This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.